want to speak today on the power of the breath. Uh, the Lord, uh, it's a little different for me uh, to preach on this topic, but he was just really laying it on my heart and took me into prayer into my, as I was praying. And he said, there's someone in this service tonight that needs to hear this message that the Lord has been kind of speaking to them already for a while and been asking for some strategies. So I'm hoping that uh, this will not just bless that particular person, but that it would bless all of you guys tonight. Um, uh, have you ever been in a situation where your breath has been taken away from you? Uh, I remember um, Gideon, my son Gideon, uh, I thought he was with me, but he was not with me. <laughs> we went to the park, my sister had come into town, and the whole family went to Common Ground, and all of my kids rode to the park with my sister, and so as we were getting ready to leave out of the park, I. Uh, made sure all the kids were with us, and then I just kind of took off. My family was behind me. Well, Gideon had a friend from school that decided all of a sudden showed up at the park and saw Gideon and grabbed Gideon, and they took off to go play. And because I was going ahead of my family, I didn't recheck to make sure that all the kids were with us. So I got in my car. My sister was taking care of the other kids, so they were you know, loading the kids in the car, and I took off to my home. And they got home about 10 minutes after we did. And when we got there, when they got there, I realized Gideon is not there. So I asked them, I'm like, where's Gideon? Well, we thought Gideon was with you. And at that moment, at that moment, I knew that a panic attack was about to hit. And I know this because after I had Gideon for a whole year, I dealt with anxiety and panic attacks. So the first thing I knew to do was if I don't take a breath and scream, I'm going to freeze and I'm not going to find my son. So I took a deep breath and I screamed so loud that my neighbors heard me. They knew something had happened. But I was able to get in the car, call 911, praise the Lord, there was a cop nearby, and Gideon was safe. Gideon was safe. So I was very, very grateful for that. Having moments of stress or difficulty are unavoidable, but what is your strategy? God has given us a word, his word, but we must also not forget that he has given us the breath of life. In Genesis 2-7, it says, God formed men out of the dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. So I want to take a look a little bit in the science and the power of the breath. It's very interesting how the Lord created us. They're big words, and I'm going to try to pronounce them correctly. My Spanish kind of gets in the way in these pronunciations. But when looking into the breath that the Lord has given us, it's important to focus on the nervous system. The part I am focusing on today is that Auto, autonomic nervous system. Auto here is referring to your unconscious things that you're kind of thinking about. We're going to, I'm going to break it down a little bit to the sympathetic and the uh, parasympathetic system. The sympathetic system is the gas pedal, okay? That is the one pressing on the gas, you can get things done, or um, if we, kinda, if we call it the, fight or fight, uh, the flight or fight mode. Uh, the parasympathetic system tells the body to rest and digest. Uh, I, see this in, um, I see this as one of 
the one that tells us in that moment, the rest and digest, it's just kind of process. Process what's going on, think about it. Um, and when, when you take time to rest and digest and you breathe properly, it triggers a very specific nerve called the vagus nerve that goes from the top of your brain all the way down your spine and it's connected to so many parts of your body, especially your brain, your heart, your lungs, and your gut. All of these parts are, are everything in your body is important, but it's very interesting how all of the brain, the heart, the lungs, and the gut work together to really keep your body uh, functioning correctly. Um, so we might not often find ourselves looking, at a, looking to find a kid or in a life or death situation, but we might find ourselves in everyday life stressors uh, on unprocessed grief, a big project, conflict at home, work, etc. These scenarios can have us holding our breath instead of breathing and digesting. We could be finding ourselves often on a flight or fight mode, and we can stay there if we want to. We can stay in flight or fight mode, or we can use the breath that God has created us with and how he's created our system to rest and digest and have those moments. I love this uh, verse in John 20, 22. In this, in this passage, Jesus has just died. The disciples are freaking out. Okay, like they're hiding, uh, they don't know what's going to happen to them, they're very scared in this moment, so they are in fight or flight mode, and the alarm is going off, all is lost, what are we going to do, they're processing what just happened, and John 20, 19, it says, one, uh, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked, where the disciples, disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Now, Jesus was there, right? And the first thing he said was, Peace be with you, because he knew that they were a little freaked out, right? And so uh, when he said this, he showed, he showed him his hands and his sides, his, on his side, and he said, It's me. The disciples were glad that they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, once they've kind of processed the scenario, he said, peace be with you. And then after that, and when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them, receive the Holy Spirit. I'm pretty sure when Jesus breathed on them, they went, If you forgive the sins of any, he continues to say, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from many, they are withheld. And I love this because he also gave them a strategy in which he said, you can hold on to unforgiveness or hold on to fill in the blank. Or you, when you choose to forgive, or let go, it will be left, it will be given, or it can be withheld, kept. Um, as an integrative nutrition health coach, 
I have seen the majority of my clients um, are in flight or fight mode when we're kind of talking and discussing some things. The first thing I guide my clients to see are the stressors the clients carry. Why? Because oftentimes we are so hard on ourselves and we carry a lot of weight of negative outcomes, what if scenarios, unresolved conflict with ourselves or with others. And all these situations keep us from breathing in like the Lord created us to do so. The breath is emphasized so much in the Bible, so I kind of began to look into the breath. I was very intrigued of all the, the emphasis on the breath. One way breath in the Bible is known is, I'm gonna try, try to pronounce it correctly because it's in Hebrew, it's rock. <laughs> refers more to the psychological idea of breath by relating it to others, uh, uh, to one's own will or purpose. God is the source of life, but when Jesus died, he sent us the Holy Spirit. I am gone, I'm gone, but a comforter will come. So to be breathless is not breathing, dead, panting and gasping for breath, gripping with emotion, oppressive because of no fresh air or breeze. But to breathe is to draw into, draw air into and expel it from our lungs, to take in oxygen and give it, give out carbon dioxide through natural processes, to inhale and exhale freely, to pause and rest before continuing, to blow slowly, to feel free of restraint. So a lot of times we hear Philippians 4.8, think of these things, right? It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God who surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think of these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So this scripture can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Depends what you're going through. What's your specific situation, right? The Bible tends to kind of translate itself like that into our, into our lives. Yes, it has a, a specific meaning and historical background, but then there's scriptures like this in moments where it's very broad and it means something very specific to everybody in a different way. And this verse will be different, but one of the things that I've learned with this is, specifically with this verse, is you can pray, a lot. You can think of all these things, right? But if we connect and we stop for a moment and rest and digest and use that breath that triggers that vagus nerve and really think about those things as you are breathing in what God is saying and you're breathing out the things that you're holding on to, I think it takes a whole new meaning. Um, we're literally digesting God's breath of life in our body, our soul, and in our spirit. Maybe God has given you a specific direction and you've been a little stressed about whether you should follow it or not. Um, maybe you're feel, fearful of the unknown. Uh, if, you would, if, we take, if you would take a moment to tune in into that moment with, with the Lord, um, 
maybe you'll begin to feel his peace. I've heard, you know, I've heard of, of, of people really being able to just even just decide this is what the Lord is asking me to do and I'm going to let go of my fear and, and step forward. It does not take a long time. It's only one to two minutes of breathing exercises. It takes practice. Why? Because when we are renewing our mind, we begin to receive the moment at that moment, the peace of the Lord that He wants to give us. So it takes time to clear the mind. It is not easy. There's a lot of things that we think we're not thinking, but we are. We are thinking those things. And so it takes, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of practice. We can acti actively let the Lord give us perspective of what is actually going on in our day or in our situation. If we bring light to what we're thinking, that, that's not servicing us at that moment. Um, it could just be through a scripture. You can breathe in a scripture and really just, as you're breathing in the scripture, just really taking in what the Lord is saying. It could be a specific word that God might be speaking to you. And you just breathe in that word and you breathe out all the lies that the enemy is putting in your mind. Breathing out, you know, it says we breathe out uh, carbon dioxide and breathing out what the, the lies of the enemy, bring it, breathing out the negative thoughts that you're not needing and breathing in the Word of God. It could be as simple as, uh, I love to read the message, the Psalms and the message. If you've ever not had that opportunity, I encourage you to do so. The message makes the Psalms very personal. And one of them is Psalms 23. It says, God, my shepherd, I don't need anything. You have bedded, bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. I think you guys often have heard that hurt people hurt people. But I also say that if we are not healthy in some areas, it's very hard for us to help others that are also unhealthy. And I think that if we take care of ourselves, that we can effectively be there for others. What does it serve a believer to save the world and lose his soul? This verse has taken a very different and deep meaning for me. I have seen the benefits of a healthy mind, soul, and spirit, and what that brings. It takes time, takes self-awareness, willingness for the Lord to speak to areas of your life that are holding you or us back. And most importantly, obedience to the Lord. You matter. Let me say that again. <laughs> you matter. Why? Because the first thing God did was he breathed, he gave breath into your nostrils to give you life. Take time to breathe God's truth over you and take time to breathe out all that the enemy is clouding your mind with. He created a nerve in a way to trigger that nerve that will align your whole body to line up with the Word of God. The Word of God is His Spirit. His Spirit is the breath of life. The Word of God is His Spirit. His Spirit is the breath of life. We must bring light to what is keeping us from breathing. We must bring light to what we're thinking about unconsciously, especially if it is affecting our nervous system. When we do this, we must also give God time to speak to what we are experiencing. Breath in His worth, breathe in His worth, and breathe out the thoughts that the enemy has been circling you with. That is not helping you or bringing you peace. The situation might not change. Situation might not change. 
But the way you look at the situation, the way you feel about the situation, you're going to digest it differently because you're going to take time to rest and digest. But breathing in the words of God will bring you what you need to breathe out what's holding you and what you're holding on to.